we need to make sure we start all our snowblowers, our tractors, our skidsters, all that stuff. Make sure it's ready to go. Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Before we get into today's show, a big thank you to our sponsor, Send Gym. If you want to get the leads you want and turn your current clients into raving fans, then you need to try Send Gym. They've created an exclusive offer just for our listeners. If you sign up today, you can get your first month for just $2. So if you haven't already, go to sendgym.io forward slash MDL, where you can get even more exclusive deals just for Million Dollar Landscaper podcast listeners. That's sendgym.io forward slash MDL and take advantage of these awesome deals today. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. Now today, I'm going to share with you five tips that are going to help you have a successful snow plowing season. So normally Katie is joining me, my co-host. She's not going to be able to help me out today, so you're going to have to deal with me a solo meal. So let's get started. So tip number one is to be prepared. And this is before even the snow season starts, before you actually have your guys going out snow plowing, anything. You need to be prepared. And what I mean by this is you need to basically start having meetings with your people. And this can include any subcontractors. It will include all your snow plowers, all people who do sidewalk. So if you have separate crews for each of those, they all need to be in this meeting. And in this meeting, we need to be discussing a few different things. First off, they need to understand what your expectation of them is. So have a picture up of what a good cleared lot looks like. Is it allowed to have little like runoff, little trails coming off your snowplow? Or do you need it pristine? Do you need it crystal clear as could be? They need to have an understanding of what's expected to them. I can tell you one example we had issues with. We had separate snowplow people versus separate sidewalk clearing people. And some of the issues we came across with is if a snowplow, you know, guys would go in there and clear the lot, the sidewalk crews would come and do their thing after the fact. And sometimes, for whatever reason, we talked about this, but they would push the snow off the sidewalk into the parking lot and just leave it. So then you have this blob of snow that's out two or three feet off the sidewalk that now I have to send a truck back. So we need to have a clear understanding of, you know, if the truck has already cleared the lot, then you need to push the snow inside if possible or clear it all the way down. Whatever it is, it just can't be pushed out into the street or lot or whatever it is. But the crews need to have a clear understanding of this. The second thing, we need to discuss however you handle your paperwork, whether it is using an online app, if you handwrite things down, whatever it is, they need to understand how to complete it, how it's supposed to be filled out, everything. So if you know your guys have to keep track of how much salt they use, teach them how to write it down. You know, Is it 50-pound bags or is it bulk salt? How do you come up with this number? I know we've had issues in ours for the bulk salt, trying to figure out how much bulk salt we use because it's sometimes hard if we don't have a scale at our shop. So how do you establish how much salt you use? So just make sure you have some kind of method with that. The next thing we need to discuss and go over with them is where not to push the snow. And what I recommend for doing this is to bring up some Google Maps of some of your lots that you do and have drawn out on them, you know, how you 
expect them to plow it, which way to push snow, and actually what not to do. Like in our town, in our city, we cannot push snow across, you know, if we're pulling out of a lot, we cannot push snow across the street. We have to keep it on the property that the snow came from. We can actually get ticketed. So we have to make sure our crews know we can't push snow over there. We can't push snow in front of a fire hydrant. We can't push snow in front of dumpsters. So they need to be taught all this. And even if it's guys that have been doing this for a while, they shouldn't understand this, but we need to make sure they stay aware of this, that nothing has changed. We're still going to do that. And along the notes of having this Google Maps, I really recommend having some kind of map for each lot because sometimes drivers change, plans change. You just have to have some kind of way to teach people where to push the snow. So if you bring somebody on mid-season, you don't have a chance to go over every single lot and they get pulled to another lot for whatever reason, they need to be able to understand what the lot layout is. Sometimes, you know, have deep snow, they can't see the things or they're just not familiar where they should push the snow. So on these maps, have where the snow is acceptable to be plowed, where not to push the snow for sure, but having a map for each one of these lots is very important. The next thing we want to talk about Next tip would be to have checklists in place. Sometimes people think, I don't need checklists or they're kind of worthless, but I highly encourage you to try it out. Have a checklist of what to happen before the snow event comes about, how things are going to get called out. Have a checklist on how the equipment should be prepared. For example, ours for the equipment, we need to make sure we start all our snowblowers, our tractors, our skidsters, all that stuff. Make sure it's ready to go, especially the day before, the night before. Everything needs to be run and fueled up. Everything's ready to go. And then have checklists for after. So when the crews come back at the end of the day, night, whatever it is, what's your policy? Do they need to go fill up the trucks, fill salt back up, put equipment a certain way, rinse the equipment off? Like us, when we got back from salting, the trucks had to be rinsed off. Underneath, all the beds and everything needs to be cleaned off because that salt just can't sit there and it's going to rot things out and destroy it. So we had a policy. Everything had to be cleaned out every time they came back. But have these checklists in place and have it, you know, the drivers can see it, they can go through it. I really encourage having these printed off because what we found when crews come back, especially have been plowing for multiple hours, that they're tired. They're not thinking right. Possibly I, I've been in that situation. So having this checklist kind of printed off in their paperwork, they can kind of go through and they, okay, this done, this done, this is done, or I need to do this, whatever it is, just having those checklists in place will definitely help you out. The next thing I encourage you to have is a call-out procedure. So how do you handle when a snow event is going to happen? Do you have a procedure that you contact all your people, you know, especially if they're not working full-time for you, do you contact them the day before, then again, at whatever time they're going to go out? What's your procedure on this? You need to have some kind of procedure that everybody knows that, hey, we have a snow event coming up, just want to be prepared. So that way they're not going out drinking or partying it up whatever, and they have to come in at three, four o'clock in the morning, whatever it is, they need to be prepared so they're not coming in intoxicated or, or messed up or whatever. They just need to be physically prepared for this type of event. And again, this should all be discussed with them at the very first meeting we have with them at the beginning of the year. This needs to be discussed, but they need to know and you need to know what your procedure is. And then we also need to have a procedure in place for when team members don't show up. It's bound to happen. We've called people, you know, the day before, hey, we got the snow event coming up tonight. Looks like it's going to be kind of late. So, you know, be prepared to come in at three or four o'clock in the morning. And then I would call them an hour before. They're supposed to show up. Hey, just a reminder, you need to be in three o'clock today. Sure enough, they don't show up. You know, they sleep through whatever it is. 
and they don't come in. So what's your procedure? You know, do you have so, you know, they can only do this so many times. Do you let it go by? Whatever it is, there should be some kind of procedure in place. That way they know what's expected of them and what will happen. You know, is there a punishment for them not coming in? Will they just be done after three times? Whatever it is, have a procedure for that. The last thing I recommend is having some kind of route for your team for both sidewalks and snow plowing. Same thing as mowing. You want to have an efficient route. And what we found is in our business, especially during a snow event that's going on, travel times can really, really hurt you, especially if, you know, they have to drive across the county, across town, whatever it is, especially during rush hour, it is terrible. So we want to make sure we have routes that the crews can go and have it, you know, their density pretty tight on things. So again, just a quick recap for these tips. Make sure you have a meeting first off with all your team. Have checklists in place for before events, during events, and after events. Have a call-out procedure. And then also have a procedure for if they don't come in, no call, no show. And the last thing, have routes set up for your teams. This is definitely going to help efficiency and just make things get done easier and you know where people are at. So, all right, gang, I hope those tips help you out for this coming snow season. I know many of you guys are getting prepared for it. Those are down south. Lucky for you, you don't have to deal with this kind of stuff. But those that do take advantage of the snow, it is a good moneymaker, but it has to be done right and done efficiently. So, All right, gang, I hope you have a great day and we'll be talking to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message. <laughs>